2022 ACB Virtual DC Leadership Meetings will be held Saturday, March 12th through Tuesday, March 15th. Registration is $20 for ACB members and $30 for non-members. ACB members were sent a discount code via email. If you are an ACB member and did not receive the discount code, please call the Minneapolis office at 612-332-3242. Registration closes March 9th. Visit acb.org for more information or register at https slash slash tinyurl.com slash 2022-DC-Leadership-Meetings. Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. natural sounding voice for the narrator screen reader built into windows you will hear more about me and my sisters a bit later in the show please give a warm welcome to john larry and jeff i hear they have an interesting show for all of you planned that's pretty good wow pretty good isn't it yeah it is yeah we'll uh we'll hear more about these voices a bit later on in the show but uh this is a new natural sounding voice that if you're on the Windows Insider builds, you can download those voices today and give them a shot. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll give you samples later on of uh, the other two voices. And we'll talk a lot more about all things Windows 11 and Information Access Committee and so much more. Hey, Larry. Hey, Jeff. Congratulations, my friend. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. What, what what did he do? I mean, he just I, I don't just know. We don't came know into the Zoom room tonight. And got in the air without help. Is that what he's referring to? I probably. Oh, probably yeah, so. Yeah, I yeah. don't I yeah. don't really know. Yeah. What 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 are we congratulating you for, Larry? Uh I applied for and won a job as ACB media coordinator, so I'm working for ACB now, part-time. And I forgot uh, the hell with the chief music. I'm sorry, Larry. Jeez. <laughs> You make this show so much worthwhile. <laughs> you so have you can no send idea. an email to Elgas at eight, oh no, it's not that. It's, it's well, I don't El, think it's up yet. I think oh, it's going to be Elgas and then at ACB Radio. Oh, I like Elgas uh, at acb.org. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I don't believe it's up yet because uh, they just announced it today, so it'll be up fairly soon. Don't know when. Excellent. Probably on. But I'll find probably, out. Probably when you start on March first. Yeah, right? yeah, that's the or, or maybe on your fun. final day, Larry. It could be on your final day. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, what do we got going on tonight, gentlemen? Tonight is going to be kind of fun. We we had David Kingsbury with us on Monday, uh, not on Main Menu, but we talked about his newest book, and he said. When I come on Main Menu, we'll come with a different slant, and we'll talk about some things that we haven't talked about before. Uh, and as a, David's books, if, if, if this is anything like the last couple, and it is, by the way, it's terrific, um, are wonderful help tools. That's, that's really what they're all about. 
Uh, and, and this particular book with regard to screen readers is of immense help as well. And we're going to talk about the book. He's going to demonstrate a few things for us in the course of tonight's program. He'll take your questions and make up answers. And uh, he's all, usually a delight to have with us, and we're welcoming him uh, in just a second. In the second hour, IAC, Information Access Committee, will be here. And we're going to talk about our summer plans for the convention. We are in the midst of formulating them now, so they're looking good, and we're adding speakers and talking to people who can help us as we put together. If you thought last year's was good, and it was, we have some very high hopes for this year. So we'll be talking more about that in the second hour with members of the IAC team who will be with us. So it's going to be a jam-packed couple of hours, and we hope you'll stay tuned. Tell your friends, listen on ACB Radio, or better yet, come and join us in the Zoom room so that we have lots of questions. And now I guess we'll uh, we'll say thank you for coming again to Main Menu. We're glad you're with us again. Welcome, David Kingsbury. Thank you so much. Uh, hi, Larry. Hi, uh, Jeff. It's, it's great to be with you all um, this evening. And again, congratulations, Larry, on your new uh, position. Thank you. Um, so I thought what I'd do would be to give a very brief introduction of the book, a very brief overview of it. Hopefully a number of you have have downloaded it uh, already for free from the Carroll Center website. We we uh, decided to offer it for free. I'll give you a few reasons why we came up with that decision a little bit later. Uh, but um, first off, the title of the book is The Windows Screen Reader Primer, colon, All the Basics and More. And that subtitle, All the Basics and More, is something that I've really tried to take seriously. Um, the first two books I wrote, one was the first was about formatting Word documents. The second one was about web browsing. And I thought after those two, gee, what will I do next? And I first thought, well, maybe I'll pick off another sort of piece of the puzzle like uh, Excel or Outlook or PowerPoint. And then I thought some more and I came up with the idea, well, instead of another piece of the puzzle, why not try the whole puzzle itself? Because if you are learning, trying to learn how to use screen readers, with the most important programs you need to use in the Windows environment. It's, it, it sometimes can seem, um, well, it's quite a challenge because there are the screen readers, there's Windows, there's the various Microsoft Office programs, there's web browsers, and there's a number of other programs um, that you probably need to know to be effective in using a screen reader. So I decided that uh, I thought it would be uh, a more important contribution to the community and you know, more intellectually challenging for myself also to write a book that's comprehensive, um, that tries to deal with the screen readers and Windows and Microsoft Office and, and the browsers um, all in one place. Um, I've been a, an assistive technology instructor at the Carroll Center for the Blind in Massachusetts for, well, full-time for about seven years now. And I remember when I myself went for training, um, it's quite a challenge. It's almost like you have to go and absorb all the material and come up with your own reference materials. Think about somebody who are taking a math class. Not only you got to learn the math, but you got to write the textbook too. And people who go for uh, training, uh, they may get very good training. They may get some good reference materials, but it can definitely be a little bit hit or miss. That's not to say that there are not excellent training materials out there in the world. Um, 
you know, produced by Freedom Scientific and NVDA and Microsoft uh, and others. But they're scared. They're scattered about, you know, different companies, different software. And I thought a book that tried to be comprehensive would potentially plug an important knowledge gap and could hopefully serve as a useful tool, first and foremost, for screen reader users, those people who are relatively new to screen reader use, as well as people who have been using them, using them for a while. Um, also, uh, other assistive technology instructors, you know, my, my hope is that this is used by instructors also um, with their students and also for teachers of the visually impaired in schools. So they could learn a little bit more so that they can pass on knowledge to their, their students. So very briefly, I don't wanna spend a lot of time on uh, describing the content of the book, uh, but I'll just briefly talk about how it's laid out as well as a little bit about how you can navigate through it. And then a little bit after that, we'll, we'll do some tips and tricks that I promised the other night will not be the same ones as the Monday night one. So there'll be a different set of um, uh, tips and tricks. So uh, first there's an introduction and I would, I would suggest that you read the introduction to the book because it does give among other things uh, an, over, uh, an overview of what is found where in the book, as well as it does talk about uh, navigation strategies uh, to move through the document, uh, primarily with by heading and heading level. Um, the first chapter introduces the screen readers themselves, and those are uh, job access with speech, JAWS, uh, non-visual desktop access, um, uh, NVDA, and Windows Narrator, the uh, screen reader that is that comes native with your uh, with your Windows PC. Uh, the second chapter talks about Windows itself. And it does spend a little time covering Windows 10 and Windows 11 and some of the main differences between the two. Uh, you'll be able to use the book effectively regardless of which version of Windows you're using, well, Windows 10 or 11. If it's Windows 7, you're out of luck, uh, but you should be moving up to uh, Windows 10 or 11 if you haven't done that by now. The next four chapters deal with each of the most important Microsoft Office suite programs. So chapter three, Word, chapter four, Outlook. Chapter five, Excel. Chapter six, PowerPoint. And, you know, ranging from very basic things like how do you navigate the ribbons to more complicated things like um, uh, in Excel, for example, pivot tables, one of my favorite things, as host Rick Morin knows. Um, the seventh chapter is about web browsing, and that draws substantially on the second book I wrote on web browsing. It talks about uh, using Google Chrome, Microsoft Edge, and Mozilla Firefox. Uh, the book, the previous book I wrote also talked about Internet Explorer. This does not talk about Internet Explorer because Internet Explorer is essentially retired now. So if you're still using it, you really shouldn't be using it. You need to be using one of these other browsers. Uh, in the eighth chapter, I come back to the screen readers to talk about customizations all the different ways you can potentially customize your screen reader programs. That chapter is, is really dominated by JAWS because that's one thing that sets JAWS apart from the other programs, all the different ways you can, can, you can customize JAWS. In fact, there are so many ways that it can be sort of intimidating. So I do try to identify what I consider the most important 
customizations or the most useful customizations and, and how to go about doing them and what they actually do. Chapter nine, uh, proofreading, editing, and review. So I talk about the major proofreading tools that are out there, spell checking, um, uh, and some of the, uh, the tools specific to uh, the screen readers, uh, JAWS Text Analyzer, which is one of my favorite um, um, uh, features, uh, uh, speech, and sounds, uh, speech and sound schemes, for uh, proofreading document formatting, and then also NVDA, the doc their document formatting tool, as well as uh, uh, narrators, um, similar type of tool. Tenth chapter, that's the last chapter. And in there, I talk about some of the important other programs that should be sort of part of your arsenal. Uh, Adobe Acrobat Reader for um, accessing PDF files. Uh, Two of the most popular cloud storage applications, Dropbox uh, and uh, OneDrive, OneDrive that comes with your Windows um, PC, and the different ways that you uh, you share. And in other words, sharing between your own devices, for example, if you've got one or two computers and a smartphone, sharing with other people, and then also some popular iPhone apps uh, that interact nicely with Dropbox or OneDrive for importing or exporting files and a few other things. A little bit of fun with um, uh, YouTube also because we have to lighten things up a little bit from time to time. Uh, and then that chapter um, sort of ends with sort of a potpourri of tips and tricks that maybe didn't fit elsewhere, but some of my favorite uh, uh, things that I think enhance productivity. Uh, there are three appendices. First one is a list of keystrokes, essentially a cheat sheet, uh, summarizing a whole bunch of the keystrokes that are found throughout the book. Second chapter is a glossary of computer terms, over 100 uh, computer terms that you can look through. If you ever wondered what a cookie is, um, that's talked about. And then finally, a, a third appendix that is a list of, that is a, a set of practice exercises that you could use to try out some of the um, some of the things that are covered in the book. The book also comes with a subfolder of uh, practice files. Um, you can the easiest way to get the book, and again, it's uh, it's it's been offered for free. Is you know simply to go to your favorite search engine and type in the Windows Screen Reader Primer, and it's going to be your first search result. That'll bring you to a page where you can um, you know put in your uh, information and download the book as well as those subfolders. The book is in Word format. It's over 300 pages. So um, there are some challenges to navigating it, uh, but I do talk about using heading uh, headings. Uh, for example, in, in uh, JAWS, there's a headings list, and there's also a quick keys mode for navigating through the different heading levels. And that will be important for moving through it. I've also uh, started offering the book to people, you know, uh, upon request. Um, because it's so big, over 300 pages, I thought it would be a good idea to break it up into chapters. So I uh, can share that with folks if you want to email me. And that way you could have each of the chapters. So let's say um, on a particular day, you're only interested in looking at Excel. So rather than open the 325-page book, you just open the Excel chapter. It's about 40 pages. You know, still a fairly big document by itself, but a lot smaller than that uh, 
300 some odd um, page book. A couple more things and then we'll go to the fun stuff, which is the, um, the, the demos of tips and tricks. Uh, as I said, um, the organization where I work was kind enough to agree to my idea of offering the book for free. And there are a couple of reasons for that. Reason number one was that, you know, the vocation of the Carroll Center for the Blind is really not to make money publishing books. That's not really what we do, but it's just to try to reach as many people as possible um, to uh, assist them, enhance their independent living skills, their technology skills, their mobility skills, and technology is one of those main parts. So we thought that offering this for free is the best way to get out to as many people as um, as possible. Second reason is that uh, by its nature, a, a book on technology has a very short shelf life. So I thought rather than spend a year and a half, which is about the amount of time I spent working on this book, writing something that goes out there, there's a little flurry of excitement, and then six months later, it's just gathering dust, um, that offering this for free would make it easier to simply update it and put it out again, so that it's more of, let us call it, I'll call it a living document, than one that's just sort of a nice document at a certain point in time that becomes outmoded fairly quickly. So I am hoping, it's my intention to update this book regularly, uh, uh, at least once a year, maybe more frequently, once every six months, nine months, but you know, probably updated uh, uh, by this fall. And I starting already to have some ideas on some additional things I might do. Obviously, part of the updating would be uh, any changes, any new features in technology. Uh, but then I also have some ideas for some additional things to, uh, to add to it. I'll say another reason, um, it, you know, it's really come to me over the last few days as I get reactions from people. You know, another reason why I wanted to, um, uh, why we wanted to offer the book for free um, and this, you know, sort of means a lot to me. I used to work for the United Nations in uh, developing countries. I've gotten, you know, emails from people in India, Uganda, Aruba, a number of other places, you know, thanking me for the book as well as, you know, offering it for free because, you know, um, there are folks in some parts of the world as, as well as in the United States who uh can't necessarily afford a book like this. You know, one, one thing about technology, you know, technology is empowering, but technology also does have a tendency to sort of exacerbate inequalities. And I figured, you know, this would be a modest contribution to maybe uh, leveling the playing field there a little bit. So that wasn't an initial attention and an initial uh, idea, but it has sort of come to me over the last few days as an additional reason for why I thought it was important to put the book out for free. So with that said, um, we have some pre-recorded tips and tricks. Um, out of prudence, I pre-recorded them because uh, it's always been, um, well, it's been my sad experience that whenever I make presentations in front of a group, if I do it live, that's when things just decide to go wrong with technology. We, we all know that technology is you know, always dependable, don't we? Well, it's not. So I thought I would pre-record, and this lasts about 20 minutes. So uh, some sort of uh, useful tips and tricks or so, I think. And then after you listen to that, we can uh, have some Q&A. So Larry, you can 
Roll the tape now. Making effective use of desktop shortcuts is one of the most important ways you can increase your everyday productivity when using your computer. You can create these for folders, for files, for applications, as well as for web pages. I will limit myself here to folders, files, and programs or applications. If you want to see how it's done for web pages, you can check out chapter seven of my book. I'll start with creating a shortcut for a folder. So the first thing you do is to navigate to that folder. I'm gonna to go to my downloads folder. Now there are a whole bunch of different ways you can go there. But one way is if you know the name of your user folder, because that's where it is, you can go there. So I'm gonna hit the Windows key to open the search box. Search box edit. And I'll type in David, that's the name of my user folder. D-A-V-I-D, David, file folder, last modified colon to I'll hit enter. enter. David, items view multi-select list box, not selected on. You have a number of folders here that you might want to create desktop shortcuts for, among others, documents, downloads, Dropbox, and OneDrive, if you use those. So we can first let our navigate or down arrow here. I'll just hit D till I get to downloads. D, desktop, D, documents, D, downloads, 10 of 25. Now you put your cursor focus on it. You do not go into it. And now I'm gonna hit my applications key. Applications, context menu, O, open. I'm gonna down arrow a number of times to where it says send to submenu. Recognize, open in, pin to quick, recognize, add to, play with, add, and cue, play in with, send with, backup, scan with, give back, restore, include, scan, pin to start, send to submenu, N. That was quite a few down arrows, but if you heard the letter N at the end of that, you could have opened the applications key and just hit the letter N and you'd get right in there. So that's a submenu. And to open the submenu, you either hit enter or you right arrow. I'll hit enter. Enter, Bluetooth device, B. I'll down arrow twice. Compress left desktop left paren create shortcut right paren D. And right here, I will hit enter. Enter, leaving menus, David, items view multi-select. Now I'll go to the desktop and I'll see whether it's there or not. Windows M. Desktop, folder view, list view. And I'm gonna hit the letter D until it hopefully says downloads dash shortcut. D, downloads dash shortcut, 15 of 44. Now, if I wanted to edit out the dash shortcut, I could hit F2, that's to rename it, and I could get rid of the dash shortcut. To do the same thing for a file, similar procedure, navigate to the file first, wherever that happens to be. Then hit the Applications key, and then you can either down arrow to the Send to Submenu, as we did before, open it, and down arrow to uh, where you create the desktop shortcut, or you can hit the letter N. Little difference, though, if it's a file, there will be two Ns in the Applications key or the Context menu, so you would have to hit N twice till you land on the Send to Submenu, and then hit Enter to open it. To create a desktop shortcut for a program, it's the same logic, only there's a faster way to do it than to try to find the file that opens the program, which is buried deep in your programs folder. I'll press the Windows key to open the search box. Search box edit. And let's say I'd like to create this for uh, Word. I'll hit W. W, Word, app. Press right to switch preview. I'll hit Applications key. Applications, Bing, Bing. Context menu list box expanded. 
Now this time I'm going to down arrow to open file location. Context menu list box expanded. Open file location. Two of five. And press enter. Enter. Programs. Items view multi-select list box. Word. 3 slash 16 slash 2020 1104p. I hit control to make that quiet. Now we're in the programs folder on a file called Word that if I were to hit enter on it now would open Word. But what I'm going to do now is hit the applications key again. Applications. Context menu. O. Open. O. And once again go to the send to submenu. This time I'll save a little bit of time by just hitting the letter N. N. Bluetooth device. B. That put me in the send to submenu. And I'll down arrow twice. Compress left paren zip desktop left paren create shortcut right paren D. And enter. I'll hit enter. Leaving menus, programs, items view multi. Now I'll go to the desktop. Windows M. Desktop, folder view list. Now it so happens I already have a shortcut for Word, so it'll probably say Word 2. W. Windows screen W. Windows W. Word left paren 2 right paren. 41 of 45. There it is. And it says two because I already have a word shortcut. Now, I'm just going to delete that. Listen to what JAWS says. Delete shortcut dialog. Are you sure you want to move this shortcut to the recycle bin? Deleting this shortcut does not uninstall the program. It only removes the icon that points to the program. If you want to uninstall use programs and features, are you sure you want to move this shortcut to the recycle bin? Word left parent to right. And it keeps talking, but I'm on the yes button. I'll spacebar to get rid of it. Space. Desktop. And now that's gone. So use shortcuts for folders and files that you're going to visit with frequency. It will save you a lot of time uh, from having to navigate to those. For programs, there are various options for opening them. I prefer creating desktop shortcuts myself for the programs that I open most frequently. I'm now going to talk about creating favorites or bookmarks using a universal method. This is my preferred way of doing this rather than learning it individually in different browsers such as Chrome or Edge or Firefox. The first thing that you want to do is to create a folder somewhere on your computer and you can call it favorites or bookmarks or whatever you'd like to call it. Uh, the keystroke to create a new folder is Control shift n type in the name and hit enter. After creating the folder, if you make a desktop shortcut to it, you'll be able to quickly access the favorites that you create later. To create a bookmark or favorite, and this is in Windows 10 now, first navigate to the web page that you would like to add to your favorites folder. And I'm on the Bay State Council of the Blind homepage. Title is Bay State Council of the Blind Google Chrome. Once you're on the page, you're going to go to the address bar by hitting Alt-D or F6. I'll hit Alt-D. Alt-D, HTTPS colon slash slash ekbofma.org. Selected. It's selected. I'm going to copy it with Control-C. Copied selection to clipboard. And I'm now going to navigate to the desktop and get into the favorites folder that I created earlier. Windows M, desktop, folder view, list view, base date count F. Favorites, 21 of 45. I'll hit enter. Enter. Favorites, items view multi-select list box, not selected academic reference, five slash. Now I have a number of subfolders here. If I wanted to put it into one of those folders, 
I would down arrow or first letter navigate to it, hit enter to get in. But I'm just going to leave it in the uh, favorites folder here, not in one of the subfolders. And I'm going to hit the ribbon shortcut, Alt-H-W-S. Alt-H, upper ribbon, W, lower ribbon, folder checked, S, leaving menus, leaving menus, items view list box, leaving ribbons, create shortcut, type the location of the item colon edit, Alt-plus T. That puts me in an edit field, and I'll simply paste the URL, Control-V. Paste it from clipboard. And I'll hit enter. Enter. Type a name for this shortcut colon edit. New internet shortcut. Alt plus T. And I'll type a name for it. I'll just call it BSCB. Caps lock off. BSCB. Caps lock off. And enter. Enter. Favorites. Items view list box. Items view multi-select list box. And I'm done. And I can first letter navigate to it. B. BBC News. B. Blindness or B. BSCB. 21 of 27. And there it is. Now, one of the advantages of this approach is that if you already know the basic keystrokes for file management, let's say in your documents folder, you can use all of these same keystrokes. If I want to rename this F2, if I want to copy it or cut it and paste it in one of the folders, I can use Control C, Control X, go to the folder and paste it with Control V. I can create new folders. Uh, by hitting Control shift n and I can delete uh, any of these simply by hitting the Delete key. So, you don't need to learn any new keystrokes. As I said at the beginning, this is a universal approach, so another advantage is that you can create your favorite in any browser, and when you open it from the desktop, it's going to open in your default browser. In addition, if I save this folder, in let's say my OneDrive folder or my Dropbox folder. It will be backed up to the web. I can also access it on other computers where I have Dropbox or OneDrive. And I can even access these favorites on my smartphone if I have those apps loaded there. I'm gonna talk now about the keystrokes you need to read PowerPoint presentations. There's just a few of them, but they're not ones that you would necessarily guess. I'm in a PowerPoint presentation right now. I'll hit insert T to see the title of it. Title is Disclosure and Accommodations 1.pptx-powerpoint. Now, when you first land in a PowerPoint that you've received, you land in what's called the normal view, and you can down arrow and up arrow slide by slide. You'll just hear the slide titles. I'll down arrow once. Slide two dash the choice to disclose. Now, to actually read the presentation, you put it in slideshow view, and you press F5 to do that, and the first slide will be read to you in its entirety. F5, PowerPoint slideshow dash disclosure and accommodations 1.pptx, disclosure and accommodations for people with disabilities, John Q. Smith, Acme Incorporated. Now, once you're on that slide, you can uh, use standard uh, reading keystrokes to read uh, individual words, lines, characters, and so on. To go to the next slide and have it read to you in its entirety, spacebar. Slide two dash the choice to disclose. The choice to disclose. This is your own personal choice. Horizontal ellipsis. There is no right or wrong decision. That is the entire slide. To go back a slide and have it read to you, 
Backspace. Slide one dash disclosure and accommodations for people with disabilities. These disabilities. Okay, I hit control. We won't listen to it again. Uh, to get out of the slideshow view, hit your escape key. Escape. Slide one dash disclosure and accommodations for. I'm going to down arrow to the seventh or eighth slide, somewhere in the middle. If I were to hit F5 again, it would still start the slideshow from the very first slide. So if I want to start it at this point, I'll hit Shift F5 instead. Shift F5. Slide 7 dash questions to consider when creating a script. Questions to consider when creating a script. Bullet evaluate the position's duties and responsibilities. Bullet, what questions will you need to ask the employer to determine whether? And I hit control to end that. In summary, your keystrokes to read a PowerPoint, F5 to open the slideshow view on the first slide and read it. Spacebar to go to the next slide and read it. Backspace to go back a slide and read it. Shift F5 if you want to start the slideshow in the middle of the presentation and escape to exit the slideshow view. If you are tired of listening to ads on YouTube while you're waiting for your actual video to play, you can install an add-on or extension to your web browser. Uh, extensions are small programs that in effect extend the functionality of your browser. And I'm going to add a popular one called uBlock Origin and I'll use Edge for this. The um, procedure is pretty similar between your browsers. So I'm going to open Edge right now. Enter. New tab dash Microsoft Edge. App bar toolbar. And I'll search for uBlock Origin. U B L O C K space origin for Edge. Slar I G I Ed for it for it or R D J E E. And I type uBlock Origin for Edge to distinguish it from other browsers. And I'll hit enter. Enter. Loading page. Blank. Loading complete. Page has 10 headings. And I'll hit H for heading to navigate to my search results. uBlock Origin dash Microsoft Edge add-ins visited heading level 2 link. And I'll hit enter on that. Enter. Loading page. Public Origin for Edge at DuckDuckGo. Visited heading level 2 link uBlock Origin dash Microsoft Edge. I'll hit Control Home to start at the top of the page. uBlock Origin dash Microsoft Edge app. And I'll hit H to go to my first heading. uBlock Origin heading level one. And from here, I will down arrow. Link Nick Rolls. Left paren 1320 right paren. Four million plus users productivity. Get uBlock Origin button. And I'll hit Enter or Space on this Get uBlock Origin button. Enter. Add quote uBlock Origin quote to Microsoft Edge dialog. Cancel button. And I'll tab here. Add extension button. And press enter. Enter. uBlock Origin dash Microsoft Edge Addams dash Microsoft Edge. Checking dot 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 button unavailable. Downloading. Odfafekabhakpredjkneepchakiak underline 5346.crx. 2.8 megabytes. uBlock Origin has been added to Microsoft Edge modal. Uh, that's very quick because it's a small program. Now I will uh, open a new tab with Control T. Control T. New tab dash Microsoft Edge. App bot. And I'll type in YouTube. Y. Y. Duck, duck, go search. O. U. T. U. B. E. Pure C. O. M. Enter. Loading page. Blank. Loading complete. 
I can now hit E to get to the edit field where I'll search for a song to play. Rapping to talk. Search edit. And enter. Enter. I'll search for Stevie Wonder Superstition. Now, when I've played this before, without an extension, there were two to two and a half minutes worth of ads. S-T-E-R-E-S-P-E-R-S-U-P-E-R-S-T-I-T-U-T-I-O-N. Enter. Main region. Search filters toggle button. And I'll hit H for heading to get to my search results. H. Stevie Wonder Superstition by Lizette Germain 12 years ago for... And I'll press enter to play it, and hopefully it will play without ads. Enter. Stevie Wonder Superstition by Lizette Germain 12 years ago, 4 minutes, 28 seconds, 153,593,809 views, heading level 3 link, main region. And there it is playing, uh, ad-free. Once you've added extensions... Uh, in Edge, if you want to manage them, you can go into the menus by hitting Alt and F together and then down arrowing to Extensions and hitting Enter on that. Each extension is in there by heading. You can disable it uh, without uninstalling it or you can also uninstall it. In Chrome, you open the menus the same way, Alt F together, but you up arrow to the More Tools submenu, hit Enter to open that, and the setup is similar to that of Edge. It's really easy to protect a Word file or an Excel file with a password. This is something you could use if you have some sensitive data. I use this for my credit card numbers, for my usernames and passwords, for my children's social security numbers. So I'm just going to use the example of that pet adoption statistics file that we had before, and I'm going to use the ribbon shortcut in Excel, Alt-F-I, that gets me to the Info tab. Upper ribbon, F, leaving I, file list box, Info, 5 at 15, Alt followed by F, I. And I'm going to tab a few times. Location information, copy path button, open file location button, compatibility mode, menu, protect workbook submenu, Alt followed by F, I, P. And here it is, and you may have heard the shortcut, Alt, F, I, P, to get right in here. I'll hit enter. Enter, always open, read dash only, O. I'll down arrow once. Encrypt with password, E. I'll hit enter once, and it's going to ask me to put in a password. Enter. Leaving menus. Encrypt document. Encrypt document. Encrypt document. Encrypt the contents of this file. Encrypt the contents of this file. Password edit. Alt plus R. I'll type in a password. Star, 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 star. And hit enter. Enter. Encrypt document dialog. Confirm password. Encrypt the contents of this file. I'll type it again. Star, 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 star. And I'll press enter. Enter. Menu. Protect workbook submenu. Alt followed by F. I. P. I need to escape out of that. Es escape. Escape. Leaving menus. I'll make sure I'm still in it. Title is Pet Adoption Statistics Quarterly. And now I need to save it again because this has made a change. So I'll simply hit Control S. Control S. Now I will exit out of it. Alt F4. Quote A. Quote 1. Documents. Items. Is escape. And I'll go back in. P. Pet adoptions to enter. It should ask for the password in a moment. Password colon password edit. Alt plus P. And I'll type it in. Star, 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 enter. Pet adoption statistics quarterly dot XLS dash compatibility mode dash Excel. Pet type. It and I'm in it. This is the method that I use for managing my passwords. And I do it with Excel. Down column A, I have the name of my account. 
down column B, the username, down column C, passwords, and I try to put in strong passwords with a combination of capital letters, small letters, special characters, and numbers. And then down column D, I put in the URL for the login page. Other people use uh, password manager apps like 1Password, and those are great. I wouldn't discourage anybody from using those. But as long as you know some Excel or Word basics, the learning curve related to adopting this method for managing passwords is not quite as steep. And here's one final tool. Edge, which is Microsoft's main web browser these days, accompanying Windows 10 and Windows 11, has one really nice feature that's called Immersive Reader View. And what that does is it takes the clutter out of web pages, extra ads, extra links, etc., so that you can concentrate on just the reading experience. And it's really easy to activate, and I use it quite often when I'm going to web pages that I know are going to be quite busy. So I'm on a newspaper article here from the Washington Post, and if I just hit F9, that should activate Immersive Reader View. F9, loading page, immersive reader and one more page dash personal dash Microsoft Edge. Loading complete. Congress approves one point toolbar. Congress approves one. And here from the top of the page, I'm just going to hit H to get to the first heading. Congress approves $1.2 trillion infrastructure. And now if I put it in continuous reading with insert down arrow with JAWS, um, we will see that uh, the clutter is gone and we just have the article. Heading level one, Congress approves $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill. Sending measure to Biden for enactment main region heading level two to secure passage. Moderates and liberals agreed to act soon to adopt the rest of President Biden's economic agenda article. House lawmakers late Friday adopted a roughly $1.2 trillion measure to improve improve. And there it is. We have the article. Again, if we didn't have Immersive Reader on, there would have been a lot of clutter towards the top of the page, as well as even underneath the headings. If you need to disable Immersive Reader, you just hit F9 again. And finally, you need to enable Immersive Reader for each page. You can't turn it on permanently by default. And there we go. Uh, some more Tip. great tips. Good tips. Excellent. Thank mm -hmm. you very much. So some of those I haven't played with much. Uh, I'll play with them again because some of them I got stuck on. I wasn't sure what was going on. But uh, you've given some pretty clear, concise instructions. So uh, we'll go back over those and play with those. And there's tons more in the book. So uh, yeah, I was just going to ask that. So, you know, we've, we've heard some tips earlier in the week uh, on Tech Talk and then, of course, these. And... How many more do you think are in your in your book, David? Depends what you know already. <laughs> yeah. If you know a lot already, maybe not much. But uh, you know, I was thinking of other things to uh, include. Uh, again, there's if you're a more of a basic user, I guess you'd say there's a lot more little tips and tricks. But you know, most of this is you know the meat and potatoes of of the basics of of doing things. You know, one I was uh, one that I was thinking of doing uh today but I'd already sent you guys the um uh the audio is um I know when I learned first to attach files in Outlook as uh, as well as to try to save attached files, you had to use the save as dialog box to save them, the insert dialog box to insert them and so on. At a certain point, I just learned a very easy 
copy and paste way to do it in both directions. And I thought, oh, I should have added that today. Uh, people. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, people who learned um, learned it uh, the way I learned it the first time thought uh, people sort of think, yeah, attaching files and or, or um, saving attached files is sort of a complicated process. But all you got to do is do is use good old cut, copy, and paste. If you if you land in an email um, that has an attachment, you just shift tab back to the attachment. It's selected. Just do control C to copy it and then go wherever it is that you want to save it and do control V to paste it. If you want to uh, go in the other direction, you want to attach a file, go to wherever that file is, select it, copy it with control C, prepare a new message, get yourself, start preparing the message, get into the body of the message and anywhere in the body, just do control V and you've pasted it. I thought, oh, I should have added that one today. Because, yeah, I've used uh, that all the time. I used yeah. it when I had Eudora. And I still use it. People wonder, gosh, how do you attach? It's so complicated. No, it's not. And you can no. do multiple files at the same time. So you can, you know, yes. attach 10 files if you want all at once. Sure. Right. And if you've got a if you've got a message with multiple attachments, you just, you know, shift tab back once, do control A to select all of them, copy them, and then go wherever it is and you'd like to paste them and, yeah, that's and awesome. paste them. So that's uh, good stuff. I thought oh, I should have added that one today because I've been using that so long. Sometimes I forget that that's actually something that uh, well, revision, people don't revision know. Revision B of your book, you'll have. Oh it. no, it's in there already. It's in there already. Okay, good. Yes. Okay, yeah, buried somewhere. Yeah, buried in there somewhere. Very good. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, should we take some questions, uh, Larry? I think so. We need to put Cindy to work. Yes, let's, mm -hmm. let's do Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Well, you have some hands raised. Okay, All right, let's do it. Okay, okay, uh, Liz. You may unmute. Can you hear me? Yes. Loud oh, and clear. Good. Oh, good. Great. Um, I'm wondering whether Carol Center is currently offering courses via Zoom or anything else via Zoom, or are you basically closed down for the duration? Oh, we're not. We have not been closed down at all. Um, you know, in the initial part, in the initial stages of the uh, pandemic, our more face-to-face -face type work, you know, things like orientation right. and mobility and so on. Um, that was closed down for the first six months, but started up again, you know, with masking and all of that in right. uh, August of 2020. But myself as a tech instructor, I, I was sort of amazed at how seamless the transition was. We closed officially uh, around March 5th or 10th of 2020. I was training uh, a woman face-to-face um, I said, well, okay, time to go home. Why don't you get your Zoom loaded? I'll get my Zoom loaded. And we just sort of seamlessly transitioned into um, Got it. Uh, Got work, it. working remotely. Yep. Got it. Are people teaching Braille over Zoom at Carroll Center? Um, at the Carroll Center, um, yeah, they actually were teaching uh, some. I, I don't do that. But, yeah, they, they do. They figured out a way to teach Braille remotely got um, it i'm with the braille together uh facilitating braille together and braille room on the acb zoom calls and so i'm particularly interested in that and i will call carol center and talk to them thank you sir your stuff was absolutely fascinating i've downloaded your book you folks are great i really appreciate it well great thank you and i let me say one other thing i forgot to say it during the intro i did talk about you know how you know, we are offering it for free, but I will not be bashful or shy in saying that, you know, if you do 
find the book um, uh, useful, um, you know, consider making a donation to the uh, to the Carroll Center. You know, just carroll.org slash donate. Very easy. C-A-R-R-O-L-L dot O-R-G. And, you know, that will encourage, you know, give folks the sense that, hey, you know, um, there was a payoff financial also to offering the book for for free. And that will give, you know, sort of more encouragement to uh, keep uh, updating the book. I'm going to do it anyways, but, uh, you know, it uh, it uh, it makes the, the rest of the folks around the organization think that ah, this was worth doing this way. There was a question about whether or not there would be a DAISY version uh, made available or an audio version. Are you guys going to look at that as far as uh, maybe Perkins doing it? Um, I think I'm going to check into it. I, I need to ask the powers that be in my own organization first about possibly doing that in with Perkins. Uh, Alan, if you're on, you might have something to say about something uh, you emailed me about today in terms of an EPUB. Alan, he's here. His, his hand is not raised yet, but uh, it may come okay. up real soon. Alan, go ahead. You're on mute. Hey, guys. Yeah, uh, the, the DAISY Consortium has an excellent uh, word to EPUB converter. Now, I'm not going to pretend to understand what all DAISY can do. I, I know it's it, you use it to make things more navigable, and uh, but e EPUB is very navigable too. And uh, if you if you install this, it, it's a word add-in, and once it's installed, you can simply go into Windows Explorer or, or File Explorer. I'm not sure what they call it now, and uh, find a word document, uh, put focus on it, do a Shift F10, and go down, and there's a context menu that pop up and says convert to EPUB. And I, I went in and, and took David's uh, book and, and converted it to the EPUB because I, I wanted to load it, it, it into Voice Stream. I use Voice Stream Reader all the time on my iPhone. And I, I, I loaded the, the Word document into uh, Voice Streams, trying to see if the headings would come over. And they weren't there. So I said, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to convert it to EPUB. And it, it, took it, it took it about five seconds to convert it. And then I loaded the EPUB in the voice stream reader. And you can go into the document in the EPUB format in a voice stream. There's a, a, a headings button on the bottom line menu. You can, you can uh, double tap on that. And uh, it gives you all, it, all the headings are right there. You can navigate up and down through them and, and voice stream and then find the chapter you want or the section you want and double tap on it. And it starts reading it to you. It's great. So it's, uh, I, I highly recommend it. So. I'm going to try that myself. Yeah. So thanks. Thanks, Alan. Good. That's awesome, Alan. That's yep. great. Jeff, you, you could raise your volume a little bit, I think. I We have another hand up, I yes, believe. You do. I okay. I can raise it Sky, much. Sky, you may unmute. Okay. You can unmute Sky. Okay. Hello. Can you hear hey, me? Sky, how's it go how's it going? I'm doing very well. Um, uh, David, I just want to let you know that I've uh, just read more of the book and uh, it's very interesting and um, we'll definitely be using it for our students where we work because it, it's a very good resources and I'm 100% satisfied with your work and you're doing a great job. Uh, you mentioned um, using Zoom to do technology instructing. Are you using tools like JAWS Tandem and stuff to teach remotely as well? Because we use, we use uh, remote tools in our work as well. Uh, yeah, I use JAWS Tandem. Um, if, for example, uh, you know, I'm, I'm working with a 
a student who has JAWS and you know they have sort of one of those thornier type problems that you can't just say now do this and now do that. Um, I'll occasionally take over their computer and I'll just sort of power my way through whatever thing it is we're trying to do. Um, so that works quite well in situations like that. I've also found um, training remotely that sometimes there are problems that you know are beyond my capabilities. Either I'm just not smart enough for them or they really depend more on having uh, a real IT, much more of an IT person than I am, or dealing with them isn't accessible. And I've, you know, I've instructed them, you know, after our class is over, call the Microsoft Disability Desk. And that is an absolutely fabulous resource also. And I consider that actually part of the training to have people call the Disability Desk because, you know, in the end of the day, you've got to figure out ways to deal with things yourself. Oh, that yeah. Is, that is just oh, a great yeah. resource. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Microsoft Accessibility Answer Desk is definitely good, and mm -hmm. uh, I dealt with them before, and it's amazing. Well, I just want to say, keep up the great work, and I wish you all the best of luck in the future. Thank you, and thank you, again, Sky. If, if yeah, if you have ideas on other ways to improve the book, things to maybe add, yeah, um, please send them along. Oh yes, I definitely will. John, is that audio better? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yep. All right, very Absolutely. good. Absolutely. All right, who else we got, Cindy? Right now, uh, not a single hand, but now somebody will raise their hand. Of course they will. Great. Now, can we give the link again to where we can find the book, uh, David? Uh, the easiest thing to do, really, is simply to you know open your favorite search engine, just type in uh, the Windows Screen Reader Primer. That's the main title of it. And it's going to be your first search result. That'll bring you to a page where um, uh, you know you can can initiate the download process, oh. as well as maybe you know make a donation. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. Do we have a hand, Cindy? No, sir. No hands. Okay. Well, excellent. Anyone else have any questions for uh, David tonight, guys? Give us an idea, David. What kinds of things you're thinking about with regards to a new book? Yes, absolutely. Um, new books I don't know about. Um, I, I'm not sure I'm going to work on a new book. I'm scratching my head about that. But, you know, I'm, I'm already thinking of things to, um, you know, uh, put into a, uh, a, like a second edition of this book. Um, one thing, for example, in the first book that I uh, did on word formatting, I spent some time talking about um, – the various academic style guides that students are required to use, as well as you know, people writing scholarly documents, APA style, and so on. I did not put that in this book, but I'm thinking, for example, of adding all of that as an appendix to like a second edition. Somebody the other day at the um, at the launch of the um, uh, book asked a question about uh, what about doing the Google Suite. And I sort of said, eh, I'm not a real fan of that, which sort of I'm not. But then I thought afterwards, you know, maybe a chapter on if you are a someone who's comfortable in the Windows environment with Word, with Excel, and you're in a work environment or an academic environment where people are sharing uh, Google Docs and Google Sheets, and you need to be able to deal with those somehow. You know, what 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 can you do in the Windows environment without fully going, fully adopting the whole Google Sheets and Google 
Docs um, uh, suite to simply get those files, download them to your computer, uh, work on them in Word or Excel where you may be more comfortable, upload them back and do the various types of sharing. So I'm thinking that might be something interesting because that's a real issue that a lot of people have. Um, uh, they need to interact with people who are sharing with Google Sheets and Google Docs. They're not uh, necessarily that comfortable with it. So those are the types of things I'm thinking about a bit. I might take the um, book that I wrote on web browsing and and update that as a standalone, possibly. You know, taking out the when uh, the Internet Explorer stuff, obviously, and uh, updating updating it because uh, there's some things, particularly in terms of how you navigate through settings that are a bit out of date. But I haven't thought of something brand new. Uh, to write, but who knows, maybe something will pop into my head. I enjoy writing and, and would like to keep doing it. Two of the aspects that have come a long way in the past few years that might might make a worthy chapter or two or maybe even a book uh, would be OCR conversion or maybe even PDF uh, conversion because you've got Microsoft's and Adobe's doing very well. And uh, maybe a comparison would be kind of interesting too. Well, I do talk, I mean, I do talk about simply, you know, accessing PDFs with Acrobat Reader, um, as well as simply taking a Word document and saving it as a PDF. To the best of my knowledge, um, you know, actually creating PDFs, particularly you know, fillable forms. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, that's not accessible. Um, uh, I may be wrong about that, but th that's my understanding that you cannot create an accessible form, uh, an accessible PDF. I know. I think you can maybe create accessible word forms, but those are very, I think, hard to create and maybe even harder to fill out. One thing, uh, it wouldn't be a very long book, but I think um, one thing I really love is Google Forms. So maybe something short on Google Forms. I, I really um, like creating Google Forms and Google Forms are very easy to fill out, 100% accessible. That's an idea maybe. I know Larry uh, was talking, and, and I've had experience a little bit, not as much, with uh, the electronic signing of contracts. And those can be a little bit tricky until you get used to it and know know how to use them. Uh, but yeah, that's, they're too, I'm not, yeah, not yeah. that familiar, but uh, again, there are lots of challenges mm -hmm. out there, for there sure. Are. Yeah. Those are the kinds of documents, like I was doing something last week in terms of signing a document, and I thought I'd gotten all the signatures, but I wasn't sure. And, and, and it was losing, I was losing focus. So I called Ira just to double check. And I had gotten one, but I hadn't gotten the other. So they are a little tricky sometimes. And, and I wanted to be sure because I needed to be sure. So I called Ira and we got it fixed and it wasn't a problem. But, but yeah, you're right. They are, I don't do them every day. Uh, I do them once in a while and they were a little tricky. So uh, just one, another one of those things that's, almost accessible but not always and not quite i think password managers would be another good one to cover yeah, in a book i agree yeah uh that that one is really tricky especially if you expand beyond things like one password into things like bitwarden defender and you yeah. know things like that well, well as i did in, in the, the little uh, demo i did i have what i you know might call my uh my poor man's password manager yes, system exactly. where i just uh, pr uh protecting a file in Excel, I, I like that um, 
And I know uh, the password managers, one password, um, have some additional features. And I know you folks, uh, I know in uh, Tech Talk, um, you guys did a great presentation on that a couple of years ago that uh, got me thinking about using those. Um, as a trainer, um, I like showing people the, the simple way of protecting, you know, password protecting a file because I, I don't have time to spend the two or three hours training somebody on how to use those. I certainly tell them about them, uh, but in five minutes, they can create a password protection system with Excel. And, you know, you got people coming in because I know I did this for years. I knew I had a very, you know, very bad habits in terms of password protection. I just sort of had them all in my head and it was all the same password. And you want to quickly get away from that. And so this is just one way to one way to do that that only takes a few minutes to learn. Yep. Lots of different ways to do many things in Windows. And that's what makes it uh, such a great vehicle. Absolutely. Yeah, well, David, was, go ahead. Uh, no, just I was going to say, okay. always, always new stuff to learn. Yeah. So yep. It yep. never ends. Never ends. David, we've come to the end of the hour already. It has flown by, and you've shown us a bunch of new tips and tricks. And there'll even be more if all of you go out and download the book. Get the book. It's a terrific book. And we thank you again for sharing the last uh, few evenings with us and on a number of different venues. And thanks for the information about the book. And thanks for being with us once again. Well, thank you once again, uh, guys. And uh, if you allow me, I'll, I'll stick around. Yeah. Please do. Yeah, go right ahead. Absolutely. Sure, certainly. Okay. You're not throwing me out? Oh, no. No. Oh, stick good. around. Absolutely. <laughs> you might have All some right. ideas for our next you might, time. You might have suggestions or comments or whatever. Just chime in. Happy to uh, happy to have you aboard. Because here. I assume you'll be there. Will you be in Omaha? Um, uh, probably not, but I will uh, uh, do oh, remote, well. remotely. Too bad. Everybody. Yep. Yep. Well, okay. we'd love to see you if you were. So okay, go out for steak dinner. Yeah, absolutely. There you go there you with go. Warren, with Warren Buffett. Yep. We, yeah, they, we might have to fly to Boston for that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank now, you, David. Now, John or Larry, do you either either of you have moderator status as far as being able to see who's in the? I know Cindy. You yes, do. I do. Okay, so can John you look not, for for IAC people because I know some people. Yeah, I didn't see anybody just uh, a second Don ago. Don Barrett. I know Don Barrett's here. No, 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 no. We all we know. Oh, that, I see what you mean. This side. Uh, yeah, okay. but I didn't yeah, but see I'm anybody about when I looked that in the attendees. On the, okay. on the uh, attendee side. Yeah, I'll take another look. No, I'll they're not you. there. I've been okay. going through looking. Okay. 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 Cool. All right. Well, before we dive into, hi, Don. How are you, by the way? If you're out there listening, Don's there. Jason, I think and I saw Kathy. Oh, cool. And let's bring let's bring them in first, and then we'll dive into a little bit about okay. Windows 11 stuff, and then we'll talk about IEC. You guys can all unmute. Hey, Hello, Kathy. Hi there. Hi. Hey, welcome aboard. And Don? Thank you. And Don's uh, probably trying to unmute. Don, you may have to tap the got it button, maybe. Although, I don't, I don't think we're recording this, are we? On that on that side of Zoom? I don't know. Don, don't you, John, just pound on your computer. That usually Don works. is here. Okay. He's I know, on this side. Not, I, I thought but he's, he's not unmuting. No. Let me send a... That's fine. And Jason... Here. I unmuted him. Hey. Okay. Hey, Jason. Hey, how are you? We haven't heard you on, uh, yeah. on on Main Menu Live in a while. It's been how a are long, you? Time. It's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Are you keeping out of trouble? Oh, uh, well, trying. Say no. Say no. No, no, no. no. It's no, more interesting no. if you're not. Well, <laughs> well, well try, trying means you're destined to fail anyway. So, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Did you listen to the lady help? 
the other day. I heard, I about, heard about it. Really? It, but I didn't get yes. to hear it. That was Rick, incredible. Rick that, was telling me about it. Now, that is yeah. the bizarre news of the week. Wow. Uh, never Why thought would somebody do. would want to listen to that is beyond uh, me. So was yeah. it, well, was it, it was absolutely fascinating, actually. Did, so was it planned? Oh, you were actually, did you listen to it, Jeff? I did listen. Oh, you did. So she, I, I did she to open the room. She opened a room to have the baby on Clubhouse, or was it pre-planned like that? Well, no. She, well, she went into labor and she went to the hospital and she got on Clubhouse and she stayed on Clubhouse for like 20, 30 I'll hours. Oh, be or darn! Wow. Oh. And the funny thing, the funny thing was, this is totally off topic, but why not? That's okay. Right? Uh, the, the funny thing was, you know, she says, "Well, I want everybody to to you know be there during the you know the birth of the of, of my baby boy and." Uh, as soon as things got uh, a little complicated, the nurse walked over to her iPhone and tapped the mute button. <laughs> For the last 11 minutes, we didn't hear. <laughs> wow. <laughs> which, is really, which is really unfortunate, but... Um yeah. So, but it was it was it was interesting, and then they unmuted it after after the baby was born, and it was uh, it was really nice. It actually was very warm and loving and kind. I mean, you know, I was a little worried uh, that it wasn't going to be that way, but it, it turned out okay. It, people were really respectful and kind and loving and and all of that. It was nice. Hmm. I don't know that I would do it if I had a baby, but yeah. then again, I don't think I would have that problem. So. Gosh, if this had happened about a year ago, the baby would have needed to have a clubhouse invitation. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get difficult. into clubhouse without an invitation. Yeah. And Peggy's here. Hi, Peggy. Hi, Peggy. Oh, I thought I heard Peggy's voice. I think I thought. No, maybe not. Okay. Well, no. okay. Before we dive in here about uh, convention activity and other tech-related things, I thought what I would do today is uh, uh, demonstrate a few of the new features, or at least some of the new voices that are shipping in the Windows Insider. Uh, oh, is that you, Don? I hear somebody's speech. Um, I may, I may, uh, I may mute my Zoom here. There. Okay. So I, I can't hear anything that way. I can concentrate on what I'm saying. Um, we, somebody's got a mute their speech. Uh, in Windows 11 in the Insider builds, so these are the, the beta versions or the uh, developer uh, branches of our Windows Insider program at Microsoft. We have shipped a number of features that uh, – are available for people to try. So we've released things like voice access so you can speak to your computer and do command and control, uh, live captions, and a bunch of narrator edge improvements, and uh, some editing scenario improvements with narrator. And we also added new natural voices. So at the beginning of Main Menu this evening, you heard, um, you heard the guy voice. Now, I put together, assuming that uh, my computer will cooperate here. Let me see here. Oh, I wonder if it locked on me here because um, I haven't touched it. So I don't know if... Uh, Document 2. There we go. So here, here, is, uh, here is the Document guy voice. Video. And this is, the, uh, this is the sample text that you get when you are in Word and you type equal sign R-A-N-D open paren one comma one. It writes out uh, a paragraph of uh, text for you. 
and you can uh, you can actually tell it how many how many paragraphs you want to to write out and all of that, and so you can generate really big documents really really fast. It just dynamically creates this this paragraph. So I thought I would just demonstrate these in the beginning of the show. the The guy voice introduced me in Menu Live, and if you missed that, you can hear that on the repeat or download it as a podcast. But here is the guy voice reading a little bit of this introductory text that you get when you type this command in Word. And here's what it sounds, here's what the guy voice sounds like. Video provides a powerful way to help you prove your point. Alert Don Barrett has joined the meeting. Oh, it doesn't say Alert Don Barrett has joined the meeting, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that was really cool that it would do that. It, it, cre- uh, it got it really fast, too. Immediate document, Don. too. <laughs> when you're dealing with notifications here. Yeah. I should have put focus mode on is what I should have done. <laughs> Autosave. You know, document. Here we go. Uh, maybe. Why am I... I think I'm getting bit by the... Um, there is currently a uh, alt-tab bug in the developer build document to word win undo undo auto and document am i coming through guys at all okay let's try again Video provides a yes, powerful way to help you prove your point and it's Blank. not reading the whole Video. thing why is Blank. it not reading the video provides a powerful way to help you prove your point okay so that's the guy voice and then we have two other ones we have, many of you will have recognized this voice. Voice switch to Microsoft Jenny Natural. So this is the Jenny voice. Blank and video provides a powerful way to help you prove your point. So that's the Jenny voice. And then if you move to the other voice, then that's, and I'll tell you how we're doing that in here in a minute. Voice switch to Microsoft Aria Natural English and, United States. And this is the new Aria uh Natural voice. Video provides a powerful way to help you prove your point. And so <clears throat> these are the three new voices, and you can use them in any part of, uh, you know, screen reading. So I can go to the start menu. Start window. Search. Pinned. Microsoft Edge. One so, of 24. So you can see I can arrow down. Microsoft Store. WhatsApp. Alarms and clock. See, so you can, you know, navigate around on the desktop. You can use any of these voices. There are two new uh, narrator commands to switch voices. They are the narrator key, which is either caps lock or insert, plus alt, plus, plus and minus. So plus takes you to the next voice, minus takes you to the prior voice. Voice switch to Microsoft guy. Voice switch to Microsoft David. And there's a good old Microsoft David voice. Voice switch to Microsoft Zira. Voice switch to... Microsoft Mark. Yep, and oh, that's interesting. I think he. Oh, you Voice lost. To. There you go. Oh, that's uh, supposed to be there? a bug. That's interesting. So the. Um, Where are you hearing it? Oh, the oh yeah. The, I don't think the desktop voice is on or the output device. I don't think. Voice switch oh. to so Microsoft. So we're back on Jenny. the Jenny yeah. voice mm-hmm. here. So, and these can talk pretty quickly. Speed increase to 60%. So this is, uh, we go Speed increase to 85%. Speed increase to 90%. 90% here. And then if we go, why am I having so much problems with Word today? Running up, document two, Word window, ribbon, undo, ribbon tabs, home tab item, document two, edit, blank. Video provides a powerful way to help you prove your point. There we go. And this is 100%. Blank. Video provides a powerful way to help you prove your point. So it's pretty understandable, even at a high rate of speed. It is. True of the guy voice as well. Voice switch to Microsoft Aria. Voice switch to Microsoft Guy. Natural blank. Video provides a powerful way to help you prove your point. 
in the Aria voice. Voice switch to Microsoft Aria, natural, blank. Video provides a powerful way to help you prove your point. So, yeah, that's just an example of uh, some of the new sounds of our natural voices. And if you are um, willing to try them out, you can go and enroll your device in the Windows Insider program and give them a try. Uh, I would not recommend running the Insider builds on a device that is not your primary device. So a machine that you're using as your secondary device, that would be perfectly fine. But I would not do it on your primary, you know, production level machine. And when so do we that's expect just an, an example? Go ahead. When do, when do we expect to see these come into play for the vast majority of users who might not want to get in on the insider versions? Ah, well, um, do not have a date uh, of uh, when they'll be generally available. That has not been announced. So, right now they're only available in our insider builds at the moment. Hmm, okay. So yeah, and they sound good. Jeff, this is yeah. Kathy. Yeah, Kathy. Can I clarify, are those voices, because you keep saying you're inside Word and having trouble with Word, so are those the read-aloud features in Word, or is no. that narrator, or what? It's, what are you those using? Are, those are um, voices that are built into narrator specifically, and actually they're not built in, they're downloadable, so if you bring up the... Mm -hmm. Uh, if you bring up Narrator, it will tell you that there are new natural voices available, and then you can go download them. So if you've ever gone into the Immersive Reader, in fact, David, you may have done this before. If you went into the uh, Immersive Reader in Edge, and you tried changing the, uh, going, gone into settings in the Immersive Reader and selected a different voice to have it use as the uh, reading voice, then you'll notice that that some of these voices are available. Now, they're slightly different. Um the versions that that are available for Narrator are actually offline versions of these voices. They're not cloud-based voices. They're offline versions of these voices. So you don't even have to be on the internet after you've downloaded them. They'll work on device. So you can you know, disconnect yourself from the internet. The voices will continue to work. Now, I'm running into an alt-tab-related um, issue, actually, that I think is causing this problem. So, But yeah, because no, they're, my, they're great. With, with my partial site, using my... Mm -hmm iPad, I use iOS and I use Word Office 365. Right. I use the read aloud feature within Word. Mm -hmm. So yes. I'm just wondering if, if those voices will I eventually think, integrate. I don't know. Good question, huh? We'll, we'll, we'll wait yeah, I don't, and see. I don't know what voices those are for sure. Mm -hmm. um, that I'll have to look into for you, Kathy. But. Um, okay. I believe that, yeah, I don't, I don't want to say for sure. I, I'm not on that team, although mm -hmm. uh, funny thing is I have a meeting with that team in about two hours, so <laughs> I, can, uh, I can ask them about that. <laughs> so I will, uh, um, I'll, I'll ping you on the IAC list. How is that? They'll let you know. Great. They've uh, really I, done I, a great I, job of integrating that read aloud feature um, throughout yeah. the menu and then also... Um, uh, over in the drop down as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, we at Microsoft have been working really hard on integrating natural voices and across product lines, and um, I think people have been very, you know, very happy with the voices. They're, you know, we always love feedback though about these voices, and um, they, they uh, 
you know, the feedback that we're getting, we're definitely uh, learning from and uh, acting on and, and trying to, to make it better. So um, if you do have feedback on it, then uh, submit that through the feedback hub, which is done through Narrator Alt F or Windows F as in feedback and submit it to us. We'd love to hear about any issues that you're finding with um, the voices themselves. So, and while hey, we're Jeff. speaking, well, yes, Don. So that might be a cool main menu segment sometime doing an actual demo of how to fill out the feedback hub. Cause I've talked to people on and off and they say, gee, I'd like to, but I, I, I you know, they get confused about what goes in what field and All what right. the parameters are. And I think, you know, that would make a great, recording that people could refer to anytime we, they wanted. I think, I think we could do that. That'd be yeah, great. I think we could do that. Okay. We'll uh, chalk it up on the list here. Um, I don't think it'd be that hard to do either. We could pick yeah. a, a couple of different topics and mm. uh, submit some dummy feedback items that I will then have to go triage. Yeah. That's... <laughs> <laughs> we'll just make sure they go to your team. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, that's that's right. We'll try to be strategic in that planning effort. And while we're talking about voices, really quickly, the uh, February JAWS update came out yesterday with several yes. new vocalizer now, do, voices. Now, do you have those voices on your machine, John? Uh, I, mean, to, I mean, to be fair, we should play them too, right? I'm, yeah, I'm just trying to remember which ones the new ones are because I... I pretty much stick. I don't them. have the new build on this machine, or else I would go do it. Um, yeah, I've, I've the got air. them. I can. Uh, Why I can don't you play go samples. figure them out, and then we come back to you, and you can the big play. Big problem with. I ran into is you're supposed to be able to play a sample of each voice. A couple of them and don't I have hit, samples. And, and oh yes, no they don't samples. have the new ones. Don't have samples yet. No. Right, and Eric I thought, actually you know said what? that. Yeah. Oh, okay. That the discretion is the better part but of valor. I decided. Yeah. No samples. No installs. Yeah, it's several. <laughs> no, several I voices think that, no, the, several no, languages Eric said too. this. The, the voices themselves will work fine. They just okay. don't have the samples on their page yet. Gotcha. Right. So you can switch to them. There's like five, yeah. several new voices in six or seven languages that they've yeah. brought in too. So I think there's even a, a, a child voice. Is that am I right? Noel? Did I, I did. I did hear somebody Noel. played me a sample. Oh, yeah, play us Noel. Uh, John. Let, me go, let me go find, find Noel. that one. Okay, I will. I want to. I want to hear Noel. Because <laughs> I mean, you know, if we're doing the Microsoft voices, we might as well. Uh, be you know try to get everyone represented here right? yeah john try and find it before december would you please yes do that john. You. yeah well go help them larry i mean come on I mean, oh, I'm yeah, in another you're room. only many, in the other room larry many and, feet know. away gee <laughs> by the time i get there it'll be over we'll be done i know i know you take you that long to kick john out of his chair <laughs> absolutely yeah <laughs> so why don't we continue and he'll come back and okay let's do that okay well, listen, uh, we're hard at work on the Information Access Committee talking about uh, things that we're wanting to do for the convention. And uh, I don't know that we want to talk about the, 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 the big one that we're hoping to get because we may not get it, right? So it's probably best not to mention that one, right? You think, Larry? I think you're right. Yeah, well, let's think, wait until think, we really have something let's, tangible. Let's wait until we have something. Yeah, let's just that. torment everyone. Yeah. We'll, do, we'll do that because we don't good, know that we'll get I, that. Good one. Sort, of, sort yeah. of like the Jaws voices. Yeah, yeah, sort of like the Jaws voices. But actually, actually, uh, John will come through on those, and so we'll get that. Yeah, probably. So, <laughs> oh my god. So let's talk a little bit about um, the the uh, which one do you want to tackle first, guys? Pick one. Security. Security. Go ahead, Kathy. Go. All right. So we talked about um, exploring security as a topic at the convention mm -hmm. and keeping it um, 
basic and straightforward, not getting into the deep techie side, but more focused on everyday use and benefits for our community. And we're talking digital security, right? Exactly. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yes. Okay. Thank so we're not you, talking, yeah. you know, how digital to defend yourself, security. how to how to keep John away from me and all those kinds of things, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not dealing okay. with those sort of things. But yes, exactly. And, yeah. Digital security and um, how to protect our computers, tablets, smartphones, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, including uh, identifying and being aware of phishing issues, these sort of things. Because they kind of seem to change patterns a little bit, but it seems to be the very similar old game. <laughs> yeah, and, and password managers for 20, keep 30 years. Yeah, and password yes. managers keep changing too. So, you know, you think you know all about your current password manager, be it one password. You know, they just came out with a major new release, and it's vastly different uh, mm-hmm. than the older release. So, it, it's you know going to have to train people up on the new stuff. Hey, that's another good main menu segment. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we're going to cover a lot of that in the security one. I think that's yeah. going to be that's going to be good. And then one of the things we talked about was we're going to try to partner with Lua on this one is is around the area of books. Now, people go, "Wow, you're going to do books?" I mean, everybody does books every year. But I think there's something new and, and exciting that's now available, which reminds me, I need to find my Washington library card. I can't seem to recall the library card number because I. Wanted to try it before the show this weekend, this last weekend. But the new Libby app, it's not new, but it's been revised and has a lot better accessibility in it. And uh, so we want to talk about that. So if you have not accessed things like your public library app, uh, there's a lot of electronic books available in audio format and digital format and all kinds of content that you get that, that you can get that's accessible. And then we're gonna we're gonna bring Judy Dixon and, and uh, the Bard team back, and we're gonna do a deep dive into to all things Bard. And uh, they've been making some or, or attempting to make some changes. I I haven't gotten the scoop on this. Is Judy here tonight? I don't see her. Okay, I I thought she was gonna be joining us, but yeah, I did too. I'll look again through. There the was um, there there was some discussion uh, on the Bard list and. Uh, all over the internet about login difficulties and that they were implementing two-factor authentication or something. And I don't know all the, I don't know all the nooks and crannies of this, but apparently I think they rolled it back so that it's just the yeah. standard login. My my understanding and reading about that, and I'm sure Alan can address this very well, is that it was two-factor authentication for the administrators. Oh, it's only it, for admins. It, it, yeah, and it and it impacted our general user interface, and so they rolled it back to mm. look for a different way to. Well, they should do it for it. us too, to be honest with you, because it would be better to have better security all up for Bard. Now, probably rolling that out though, and getting people, you know, oh, what do you mean be... you got to enter my phone number? Yeah, I, yeah, it's probably a nightmare mm. for some people. <laughs> uh, um, That's not exact. It, it wasn't two factor what they were doing. Um, with the general were two user. screens, I think. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. when I logged on last couple days ago, it said, you will now not have two screens. You're going to go back to one screen. And I said, well, gee, I never knew I was going to have two screens. Well, that's fascinating, isn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. what's, that, what's all that about? That's fascinating. Yeah, right. right. So, 
Huh. Well, Judy's not here to defend Bard, so we won't pick on it. But uh, no, no, I'm not picking on it at all. I know. I, I, I know. I, uh, I, know. I, I actually am all for security and and yep, yep. Uh, and and making the the platform more secure. It will keep the the services that we have available to us um, safeguarded against you know people getting hacked and. You know, I'm actually quite surprised that they haven't implemented something like this before now, to be honest with you. Um, but I think we can have a tremendous conference convention uh, segment on on books, audio books for our community um, between Libby and what we have available through our local libraries, yep. as well as through NLS and regional libraries, because there's many different facets of BARD depending on what platform you're using and different libraries available within BARD, music, and different things. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I think it just has so many um, different facets and areas to explore that getting more and more people um, comfortable with using the digital interface will be beneficial for them utilizing the services more. Absolutely. It's funny. I, uh, I've been a guitarist for a long, long time. And I have never searched the Bard uh, music section. Well, a few weeks ago, I had a bunch of time, and I decided I'm going to search and see what audio materials they have. They have jazz guitar courses and classical mm -hmm. guitar courses. Yeah. And, well, they, ha they have beginning guitar courses. Yeah, yeah. and bass guitar. And, I mean, just a huge amount of wonderful material recorded by really good teachers and good musicians and do you still have your bass uh don i do I yeah do. Right. and i was just astounded and it just goes to show you you get into a habit of only you know reading a certain kind of material and right in front of your nose there's a whole bunch of other stuff that's really of interest and uh you know, I just hadn't taken advantage of it. No, I was just thrilled beyond belief. Uh, they offered a singing course, but the, I took it once, and then they took it off Bard because they we didn't want to be having me, uh, you know. <laughs> well, maybe you're, was it, were your child. samples on? Yeah, the, exactly. Yeah, I, I was the poster oh. child, and they said we can't hurt people's ears like that, so we're going to take it down. <laughs> That'll be one of the new natural voices. The no, Jeff Bishop I, singing no, voice. Don't don't get don't don't go there, Don. <laughs> Little dude. Oh, By the way, I did oh my find goodness. I did find Noel, so I do have Noel. John? Did you find did you find yeah, Noel, John? I'm, John? I'm sitting on the ACB Media website. So if oh, okay, so I if I just start Noelle, up Noel, she sounds like she's on helium. And then uh, there's Oliver, right? Is there some kind of <laughs> Uh, might be Oliver. I don't have Oliver set up, but here's Noel reading from ACB Media. It's so high pitched, I can't hear it. Oh, I'm sorry. I I, I forgot it's, to trim my. It's so you know, it's so high pitched. Maybe my guide dog. No, you know it. what it was. I forgot to trim the, the slider <laughs> up for Jaws. Right, right. And yes, that's yes. nice going. That's why there was a problem. So, okay. Just get to it, please. <laughs> Today, John, we don't hear it. No? Hey, Johnny. What the heck? I, I, I was just kidding when I thought it would be December. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a rough crowd. Okay. <laughs> Only I can make nasty comments. <laughs> 
John, we, we do hear your reverb, so maybe you're maybe you think you're turning. John, are you wanting to go helium? There may be a different button for you. Yeah, no, I know, I know what it is. So, shoot, I'm I'm so do we. <laughs> this is called this is called February professional radio. 2022 all day colon braille. Oh my god, really? 2022 yeah. <laughs> issue bullet February 23rd. 2022 colon link braille and e forum bullet february 23rd 2022. you know what that sounds like that sounds like the child from the exorcist i know i'm kidding oh nice i'm kidding i'm kidding it almost no, sounds it's like a high-pitched voice it's kind of spooky it almost sounds like an adult made to sound like a child you know, like they well, added some I, effects i, I think the they speeded voice. up one of the other voices to make it sound <laughs> yeah like noel it, so it, 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 it sounds like uh the, did, did you guys ever hear the uh, pet cemetery, the traumatized version of yes. pet cemetery? Yes. That child at <laughs> the does. end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, it very, like very has, spooky sound. It sounds yeah. like that voice has some respiratory issues too. If you listen closely, I'm not sure. But I wonder if that's an artifact of the. I don't we're not know. Pick, we're not picking no, no, no. on the voice. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just listening to the voice, going, "This is interesting," because I like most of the voices. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no, this is not. We're not trying to pick on a, a new Jaws voice. We're really, oh, no, really not. Because, no. because, because honestly, um, you can get you can get the you can get any of these voices to do funny things. Sure right? You can. It's all it's all in how you you know raise the pitch and do all kinds mm-hmm. of crazy things with them. So it's not it's not specific to any one voice. I mean, we won't do, do it now. But John, it would be fun. Take her voice and lower the pitch and see what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, we'll, oh, we we'll could, do that yeah. later. Don't do yeah. it now. But, Don't but, do it now. <laughs> no, that's very that's very interesting. I wonder who would use that voice. A I don't kid. know. Kids would. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I think they would. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would sound it would sound much more natural if you were reading a Dick and Jane book or a or, or a Doctor Seuss book, probably. I don't know though. Play it again, John. Why are you getting to like it? No, I want to. I just want to hear it again. Okay. John? All right. Okay. Bullet February 23rd, 2022, 2 a.m. Colon link ACB reports. Bullet February 23rd, 2022, yeah, it's kind of breathy. 2:30 a.m. Colon yeah. link ACB reports. Bullet February. Now if we slowed her down. I am going to take that voice. Okay, now we slow her down. Create some February some script. Now she's drunk. Use it. 2022. <laughs> 3 a.m. colon link. Yeah, there's some there's some interesting. February you know, 23rd. I think she's going to be doing a voice promo at the top of each ACB hour. I think she soon. should. Yeah, what absolutely. Do you think that, what do you think that is, Jason? Do you think that that is just an artifact of? What do you think that is? Because it, it's it's got an interesting artifact to it. It does. I know, and 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 I I. If you're hearing it in person, John and Larry, I'm thinking it's more than just Zoom. You know, it's more than just the platform. Oh, it's yet. not. It's not cancellation in Zoom at all. Yeah, that's it's really very, very interesting. I'm, I'm not exactly sure what they're doing to that. Yeah, because it doesn't sound like. It sounds like there's some a bunch of processing on the voice. Mm-hmm. Could be. Hmm. Well, very, you could call. Very, very you interesting. Can, it's you a can good, ask them. I stand on by FS it, though. It's a good tomorrow. Halloween voice. It'd be fun one. Yeah, they it would use. be, wouldn't it? You, we can ask on FS Open Line tomorrow night. See if anybody. Oh, has an great! Yeah. No, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeff no, no, said no. it was a good Halloween voice. <laughs> no, 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 I don't mean it. Don't get. Come on, guys. Don't get me I in know, trouble here. I know. No, we don't. But uh, no, I, I just. I, it's very interesting how. I mean, all of these guys have done this. Like, there's been there's been neo speech. Ch- 
children's voices yeah. mm-hmm. that have had this type of um, sound to them. Um, um, acapella's got a, a few. Right. Yes, they do. Yeah, that's what I mean. So the, when they try to do these ch- childlike voices... It's hard. It, it's got to be... It's really, really, really hard, right? They're not really designed for that. Yeah. It's very interesting. Very interesting. Well, and I know with, with acapella, you actually get what sounds like, you know, a, a child's um, typical way of pronouncing things, too. It's not that very clear enunciation that we you know, in professional audio get, you know, the way some of these other voices are. Like like the child we heard just now doesn't talk exactly like a child, I don't think. No, and that's the, what I mean. It doesn't sound there. quite yeah. childlike. That's why I think it sounds a little, you know, yeah. Hey, Jeff. Different. Yeah. Th- this raises another question, and, and this is an honest, I'm curious. Do you think there'll be any discussion down the road of your guys, Microsoft's natural voices being made available for other screen readers or just for the open market to be used with other, you know, speech output devices? Well, I I can tell you that uh, uh, Microsoft is constantly listening. And if people would like that, then you should submit feedback uh, through the feedback hub. That's, uh, That's the best way to make your voice heard. Sounds good. Yep. You know where I feel like I've heard some of these voices already. And, you know, this is crazy, but you know how you go to watch a great video on YouTube and you get an ad first. I swear some of these TTS voices are on those ads. Oh, I don't doubt it. Uh, Because a lot of these are the, especially the Microsoft voices are, these came from the cloud, but but they've been transformed a little bit to be able to be used in an offline way. Okay. Um. And so some of these voices, uh, again, if you use the immersive reader and things like that, then you would have, you would have uh, heard some of these voices before. So it's very, very possible that you have. Copyright 2022, American Council of the Blind. You know, it's more than it's more than the child voice. There's an accent to it. Is that an English voice? Is that an no? It's the United a, States. U.S. English. Yeah, U.S. US English. United yeah. States, yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow. See, I, I'm not even sure how to define that voice. That's yeah, very interesting. Because mm. it's, it's not really, I kind of, I don't know. I, I don't know how to describe it. You existed on a diet of helium, I think, is part of what it no. is. <laughs> no, there's something else, and you're right, because I've heard that kind of sound in other voices before as well. Yeah, I can't quite put my finger on it. It's almost like a child simulated voice. It's mm. not a real mm-hmm. child's voice. It's yeah. A, yeah. It's a simulation it of a child's voice. What, yeah. And depending on what she's reading. To, it's not true to our ear. It's not true. Yeah. And depending no. upon uh, depending on what it's reading, it, it, it does remind you of sort of, you know, for example, in the in that in that uh, pet cemetery thing, that, that obviously was not a child reading that that part mm-hmm. of the script. So they mm-hmm. probably did the same thing, right? Where they took a, a you know, a female voice and brought it down to a childlike voice, right? Where they probably did something to the pitch of the voice and you know that type of a thing that's mm-hmm. probably what they did there too could be you know because i wouldn't think a child would want to speak that way yeah. <laughs> so it was pretty scary was there anything but, we missed by the way with regard to summer i'm trying well, to let's think. see there was one more so there's security yeah. books and then there was we're going to do uh we're, we're looking at a topic around um Ooh. getting up and getting Fitness? moving Yes. Yeah. Fitness. Yeah. Right. But we haven't heard back from them yet, right? And we have right. not heard back on that. So that one's okay. a bit, you know, f- formulating, and uh, so we'll wait to see what the the subcommittee comes back with. But uh, it's brewing on the back 
burner. Yes, it is. It, it, it is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I did want to mention, sorry to switch back to talking about JAWS for just a second. Yeah. But there is a really cool feature for Teams in this new version where you're, if you're in your chat window, you know how alt up and down arrow are normally were used to read previous and next sentence. Right. Well, they've changed that. So now alt down arrow and alt up arrow will take you to the next and prior chat. So if you have like a whole bunch of recent chats. Yeah, that's a Teams feature, right? So they. So I think they, it's a Teams feature, right. but they've. They've they moved the, made it the really sentence cool hotkeys. Yeah. Yeah. They moved those to alt plus and minus on the numeric keypad, right? I think so. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's some really great stuff. And I noticed that Teams, was this in the prior JAWS release where you can change the, where Teams is output from uh, the left or the right? You know, and JAWS is heard on the yes. other side. Yes. Was yes. that in Teams December. in the last release? Oh. I, I, I know it that was it was in the there December Zoom, JAWS but, release. I know, but I, I'm. It may have also been in Teams. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's interesting. Stuff changes yep. so quickly. It's tough to keep track. I know. I, I don't know if that was there before because I alt tabbed into Teams uh, yesterday and noticed, you know, it brought up the little pop-up thing where it talks about that feature. And I don't recall Teams showing that before. And as so I that's think great. I, I told you a couple of days ago, for us, it's tough to remember when stuff happened because we beta tested. And we've seen it for a couple of months. Oh, listen, so we, for, oh, listen, we forget you think, when it comes out. Yeah, right. you know, I'm sure the right. same thing is true with Windows too. I bet. You. Oh, if you think you have it hard, we get releases almost daily. Yeah. And um, so I can't keep track of when stuff comes and goes. You know, someone will yeah. go, "When was that released?" Oh, I have no idea. I'm, you know what I mean? It, sure. It's, you it's only remember really, when you really saw hard. It. Yeah, it is. So you got to go back and look at you know official documentation, and figure out. Yeah, that was in this build, and you know. So no, it's uh, it's very very interesting. Do you have the Do you have the other Jaws voice there, John? Was Oliver. Oliver? Uh, uh, let me check to see if I've. I know I've seen it in there. Let me go get it. Is it Oliver? I think it's Oliver. Think do you know Don? I don't know. Every time I hear that name, I think of Green Acres, and she always said Oliver. Oliver. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> While John is uh, is checking, we have two raised hands. Maybe we can take. All okay, right, let's do that. Cindy, you got hands? Jessica's been waiting quite a while, and I see Nikki as well. Cindy, are you there? Can you uh, can you unmute people, uh, Larry? I can. There. Sorry. Oh, oh there she is. There okay. you go. I thought I had done that. No, yes. not a problem. Jessica. No problem. Jessica, you how can we help you? Unmute. Hey, I had a question for Jeff. Okay. Can the voices you demoed be used with JAWS? Uh, they're, they're, they are uh, only available in Narrator. Okay, because I know that Microsoft David and the other ones were previously right. only available in Narrator, and now they're available anywhere. Mm -hmm. Right. So maybe that's a good sign that eventually 
these will be made available too, but yep. nobody mm-hmm. knows yet. I don't think. As we mentioned, uh, as we mentioned uh, before, um, the best the, the best thing you can do is if you uh, are interested in using them in third party screen readers such as JAWS or NVDA, please do submit feedback. It's really important that we get that feedback if it's important to you. By the way, here is Oliver, who is a British UK voice. Oh, that's not the one then. That, that, I think Oliver is older, isn't he? Go ahead and play Oliver. Let me see if I can find. I'm going to try to find out. Uh... Evan is another one of the new Jaws voices. What is it? Evan. 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 That's oh, Evan. The one that's that what I'm it u- was. Evan. That's Evan. the one that I'm using right now. I love it. That's okay, my let's favorite. hear. The, uh, can you get Evan, John? Poor John. He's Let me see if I can find him. Come on, Johnny, download them all. Yeah, hurry up. <laughs> Eric will be so proud of you. Come on. Uh, no, I, Evan I, is, I think it's awesome that uh, that they're adding more voices. I Evan is not a... There's no sample on Evan. No, but... No, but just, just, just download it. Just download it. Oh. Let, me go, let me go find the other one. Hang on. There's three, I think. Oh. Uh, Did they say there were two hands? Uh, there were... Yes. Stephanie is the other one. She's okay, a so, UK voice. Okay, so okay, let's, let's just let's do Evan. Other, yeah. John, do you want us to go to the other hand while you do that? Yeah, why don't we do that? Go to the hey, other hand. Nikki. You may have hey, Nikki. Me. Hey. Hi. I've been listening to this. It's really great. I wasn't able to come in until 5.30, but I've been listening ever since. And I have a friend who sounds almost exactly like that voice that you were playing oh the and child voice the child voice yeah yeah she's in her 70s and when i first heard her voice i thought she was kidding but she's not so if oh that's very if you oh were that's very interested, interesting i might be able to get her if you wanted if she's willing somebody could call her and record her voice and then do whatever you wanted with oh it. that's hilarious that's awesome <laughs> yeah it is <laughs> So anyway, I just wanted to let you know. That's so funny. Thank you, th- you, thank you wanna, for that. And by the way, you'd have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, and, and and when I was just mentioning about the the child voice, it's just it's just how unique these voices are in reference to the sound that they you know that they have. Um, it's going to sound different to everybody's ear, right? Everyone's going to hear right. it differently, and. Yeah. Um, Really, really neat. The, the, the fact that we can do this technology today uh, and build voices that are this dynamic and this clear and, and all of that is just incredibly great. And so hats off to, to Freedom Scientific for adding all the new voices. It's awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's wonderful. Thank you. Every, voice is, every voice is clear, which is really cool because that's yep. not the way it used to be. No, mm-hmm. not at all. Not at all. Let's see if you can hear Evan here. Heading level two empowering independence for over 20 years, Freedom Scientific has provided access to print and computers for individuals with blindness that's and low an vision. Awesome Our that's awesome. That's nice. Technology that is, is beautiful. To independence allowing blind and low vision individuals the same access to information as their sighted peers. Our team is passionate about what we do and committed to How the community. How fast we get him to talk? Let's see. And it's very understandable at that rate. And again, that's not the way it used to be. When you sped up a voice, you generally didn't understand it to the degree we are now. Really nice. That is a cool voice. That is a great voice. Wow. I'm going to go get that. 
Me too. <laughs> that's that's really great. I am too because I, I usually use Ava, but I like to switch back and forth. But I have a hard time with what's his name, the condescending. Oh, didn't, uh, Daniel. 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 I, yeah. I have a hard time with him just because of the way he speaks and 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 articulates. You, but you I don't would, like I would Fred. Use, oh, I forgot about Fred. Yeah. Or how about I, the Fred. Indian voice? I forgot the Indian voice. I forget his name now. It's, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we have one hand left. Okay, Travis. let's do that. Go ahead, Travis. Hey, Travis. Hey, everyone. Hey, Travis. Hey, How's it going? Travis. Is Howdy. that's a new voice? Good. How about you? Good. How can we help you, Travis? Well, hey, I just want to say this is a great presentation going on, and. Um, Boy, sounds like a lot of new stuff in the tech world, especially of Microsoft. And uh, David uh, sure did a great you know, speech about the book. Yeah, he did, didn't he? he? Talked about. Yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you what, though. Um, it's great to know that Jaws is finally coming together, free and scientific, you know, with more voices, you know, choices and everything. Well, they they have they have to contract with these voices too because yep, they're not yep. creating them. Yeah. So that sometimes takes a lot more time than you would think. Absolutely, and they're not creating them. They're 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 getting the voices you know from a third party. Right. And so I'll, um, I'll, I'll tell you what though, what they should do it will be nice. Um, well, first of all, I I don't know if they could do a voice maybe if that sounds like Larry Gasman, but that that would be um, <laughs> that would scare but, people away, Travis. But. You know what they could do? Seriously, you know, like if you write a happy birthday message, you know, to somebody or something like an email or something, it's it's like they should emphasize it where the where he sings happy birthday and you're writing us. It's like the voice should be able to sing along with it, just like a real person would sing happy birthday. There you go. For mm-hmm. example, okay. um, or anything like a Christmas letter. But there is this one thing I do want to say before I forget. Um, congratulations, Larry, on your Thank new part time uh, job. I'm really happy for you. Thank you Mm -hmm. very much. Yeah, so great presentation. Don't you think Travis Travis sounds a little like Evan, don't you think? Six hours, 45 minutes, and 19 seconds. (laughs) Just a little bit, maybe. Maybe slightly. I don't don't think so. Nice nice reach, John. (laughs) Nice reach. Good one. But that Evan voice is amazing, though. It is a good voice. It is amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really good. So we'll have a lot more to, to uh, talk about uh, in the coming months uh, for a convention when we get the lineup uh, narrowed, narrowed down. And um, we're, we're hopefully going to be able to announce a really big thing for our primetime event this year. We're working on that. And I think people will be very, very excited about that, especially if we meet in person. There should be a, if all, all the stars align, it would be very, very interesting for those that are also attending the convention if we can get both of these uh, activities to take place. So stay tuned. I think people will be very, very excited. I don't know that we've ever done anything quite like this. Um, well, we've gotten close, but I think this would be... Uh, we've, we've seen this at, like at CSUN, guys, remember? Yeah, we have. Yeah, we've we seen have. this at CSUN, but never at a convention. But not at anything. a convention. No. Smaller scale at convention. Yeah. But not, not, not if we do it the way we're thinking. Which I think it would be uh, pretty outstanding. Oh, so stay it, tuned. It's, uh, it's going to be very ambitious. Very, very ambitious. Very. We believe in doing that, being yep. ambitious. Yep. And uh, so 
Uh, we're working on some calendar updates for the ACB, ACB Media Network. We're working on getting the Treasure Trove calendar updates up there. That's taking a bit of time just because of the amount of replication required in that. So stay tuned for that. And there'll be um, some new, uh, we're working on a, a, a new reservation system for scheduling. So that's uh, pretty interesting. I got some news on that today, Larry. I'll oh, share with you later. Okay, good. This should help in getting volunteers to sign up for different events. Cool. Do you want to talk um, quickly about the research uh, fix for those who may not have noticed it in the calendar? Searching for items on the uh, webpage? Is that what you mean? What are you referring to, Larry? You About a week ago, people were having trouble doing oh, some the search searching. Issue. Oh, Pardon the me. Search I, I, that's issue. what I meant to say. I'm sorry. Oh, yes. I didn't mean research. I meant search. Okay. Sorry. I was like, wait, what, research? Yeah. What are we talking about? Yeah. So, so we, we got a couple of posts on the um, ACB discussion list, and there were some people having issues doing searches using their mobile device on ACB Media. And we have since solved this, and uh, it's, it requires a bit of a change. And so the way that you uh, do this now is there is a search icon in the menu bar of the ACB Media Network. And that's true whether you're on mobile or you're uh, on your desktop. And once you press enter on search, then it pops open an edit field where you, you can then type in your search field and do your search. And this now works across mobile and on desktop. So uh, we've solved that. That only took a couple hours to solve once we, once we uh, were made aware of the problem. And we appreciate those that... Uh, that brought it to our attention. There were a number of Carla and I'm going to miss somebody. I know um, there were, uh, I think um, Deborah Armstrong posted yeah. about it. Yeah. And, and I think one Car other. And Carla. And there was one other one. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember who it was, but uh, we thank them sincerely very much for, for providing that level of detail. It was extremely helpful. And uh, we actually had the problem solved in a, in a matter of just a couple of minutes, but then we took a little bit longer to get the color stuff fixed which were a little more difficult for the, those of us that don't see color so yep yeah and so so that's another reminder if you see something on the page or any of the acb pages and it's an issue let us know even you know even if it's something that's an easy fix yep because if you're if you're experiencing it maybe somebody else is that's right maybe not but at least it brings it to our attention so yep. that it can be fixed and, and, and as soon as we know about it, we're pretty quick to resolve them. You know, it doesn't take long to, uh, to get things resolved. So we're, we're happy about that. Somebody asked me the other day, and I don't, uh, this is, I don't know that this is necessarily a, well, that's a pretty good place to ask it. I don't know if you have an answer. But somebody was asking the other day about the, Ace, the uh, Alexa voices and, and why they couldn't switch in and out from one stream to the other without having to stop oh. the stream. Well, that's just because of the way that, that uh, there, there are limitations in the way that the skill um, maintains its state. Um, and depending upon how the skill is written and depending upon what API calls are made, it gets a little technical. But um, it, it, it probably due to the fact that it's not keeping in, I think, I think, Alexa probably has some uh, limitations on, on remembering how long, you know, the last thing that was spoken to the device. Uh, 
as to um, what state you were in and knowing that that skill was continuing to run. Um, so with, with the provider that we're using, it's a limitation in our skill. It probably can be, uh, probably could be worked around, but with the provider that we're using, it's what we have available to us today. You're not talking about Florida or Arizona when you say state. I don't imagine, Jeff. No, <laughs> not at all. No. Could you explain it for the lay people in our audience a little bit more? Yeah, state state refers to the the current status of of the of what the device is doing at the time, and whether or not the network remembers or remember, you know, what whether or not Alexa remembers um, what's happening um, or what activity is taking place with which skill because remember that there's you know millions and millions of transactions probably happening every minute on their network and so caching all of that and keeping that remembered it can be a little bit challenging and making that dynamic but it probably also has to do with the way that the skill was developed and i'm sure that there's probably workarounds to this but based on the skill that we have it's, it's a limitation that exists today can it probably be overcome yeah eventually probably I have to say, though, the coolest thing I ever had Alexa do was read an entire Kindle book. Her, the way she stopped and the enunciation of certain phrases and knowing when sentences ended, it was almost like having a human reader. Yeah. Did you try the Bookshare uh, app on, on your A device? The one I tried, and I don't know if they're still doing it, but they're basically, at least they were, and you can tell me if this has changed. Bookshare has a f feature where you can download a file in MP3 format, and they use one of their own voices. Is that how it's working? Okay. And I don't know if they've changed it, but I have to say, and I love Bookshare, so please no one take offense. The way Alexa read, and I told Bookshare this too, so I don't mind repeating it. Having a, using Alexa to actually read aloud uh, Daisy versions of Bookshare books would be so much more satisfying than hearing the MP3 version. And watch out, I'll find tomorrow that they'd already have done that. But, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. but just in case they haven't, you know, I. It was just astounding, and I, and I would never read a a book like that uh, on Alexa normally. But it was so good, I've decided anytime wow. I want to read a Kindle book, I'm going to use Alexa for that. I've never. That's done awesome. That. You try. know, you can do that on your iPhone yeah. too, Don. Yeah. Yeah. You could okay. you can use the A Lady app right. on your right, phone. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty feature proof. I don't think there's you know you can do all kinds of crazy stuff with that. Yep. So it's good stuff. Yeah. I think a lot of us probably don't switch back and forth because we don't think about it, but it's true. No, exactly. You can do almost everything on almost any device, not quite almost. every, but almost. Yeah. And we're not used to that. We're used to doing it on whatever, one device only. And it's not true anymore. You can switch. So it just means be a little more adventuresome. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Well, before we join you again at the end of March, we'll have, uh, Larry and I, at least, we'll have attended another CSUN. And, yes, perhaps uh, that's what we'll uh, talk a great deal about, too, to get some updates from the conference. If, if, if we any get of, some interviews, then we'll yeah, play And if anybody from IAC or just anybody listening to this would like us to talk 
about some specific thing that you're from you think might be covered at CSUN, let us know and we'll try and and get together with uh, some of the the companies yeah. and bring that back to a future main menu. Yeah, it's awesome. Excellent, excellent. It'll be interesting to see how many people attend uh, CSUN this year. Well, I I know it'll be down definitely because some of the presenters have two rooms, two presentation rooms where. You know, everybody was fighting for one a couple of years ago, so they are, they're definitely going to be down. I don't think it'll be as bad as it was but in 2020. that's okay, though, you know? Yeah, it, it is. I, you know, I actually it, like that. Yeah, I think you'll get more quality time with specific vendors and things. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. It's going to be good. And the yeah. exhibit hall will be bearable. It is tough oh, yes. walking very, around those exhibit hard. halls because yep. it's so noisy, and yep. this will be much better. It won't be great for the CSUN people who I'm sure want to see it full, but for blind people, it's going to be yeah, great. Yeah, for blind people, it's going to mm-hmm. be great. I haven't heard yet, but I'm assuming Ira will be out there. Uh, I'm sure moving people yeah. in about. So mm-hmm. is, it, is it at the same hotel again? Anaheim yeah. Marriott. Yes, it is. So that's the place where the cheap pizza is at. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I'd forgotten about that. That's true. Yeah, uh, which I can't eat anymore. So no. and lots of restaurants around there. So Larry sad. and I and Ron Miller are going to have to oh. go out for dinner. Sometime. You know, you know, I haven't had a slice of pizza in almost three years. Wow, really? Would you eat yeah. one on the air if I got you one? Mm-mm. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I would, but uh, I don't know that I'd want to be alive. Yeah, because it would be two weeks it. old by the, the time I got it to you. The only pizza I eat anymore is cauliflower pizza. I don't eat That's it. good. It is good. Yeah, I don't, it is good. Yeah, cauliflower pizza is good. I can eat that. Yeah, I can too. Really the really doughy stuff, it's too, no. it's too right. filling. Right. Nope. Filling. So, plus I got to keep my gorgeous figure. You know how that is. There you gone. go. There you go. Got about three <laughs> minutes left, so... <laughs> Oh man! So next next month uh, near the end, we'll hope to do something a little bit on CSUN. We'll have some other item, uh, items and yeah, topics we'll have for another, you. another piece of uh, news to talk about. There's already got something sort of planned for that, but we'll give people a heads up on that in a couple of weeks, and uh, we'll uh, we'll take it from there. Great show tonight, including yeah. uh, all new voices from Microsoft and Freedom Scientific tonight. Um, that new uh, is it is it Evan? Evan was great. Evan. Unbelievable. And even that childlike voice, even though I, I, I uh, very interesting voice. <laughs> I like, I, I, I'm going to go play with it. I think, I wonder if it sounds different than over Zoom. I wonder if that would be interesting. I, I don't, not much. But, you don't think but, so? I don't think so. Because I'm wondering go, if some of that is Zoom. Think. Do you think some of that is Zoom, Jason? I don't know. Um, I don't because, so. not in webinar. Yeah, because, um, even even Larry and John were describing it as having some odd characteristics, and they're right there in the room. Yeah. So, because because parts of it sounds like a really young voice, and then some of it sounds different. I guess it just depends on the text it's reading. Well, I think Kathy got it right too. It sounds like a simulated. Yeah, uh, I think you're child's right. Voice. I, I think you're right. I think you're right. It's very it's very 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 interesting. Um, yep. It will be sure a fun is. voice to use for things like audio dramas and things. True. Yes, definitely. Yeah, fun, fun stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> New toys to play with. Thank you, Freedom Scientific. So we should thank David Kingsbury for being with us again. Absolutely, thank you so David. Much. If you're still here, thank you very, very much. Absolutely. And, and the IAC uh, great, team. great book. Everybody should go, go, uh, go get the book and uh, definitely read it. Pick up those tips and uh, utilize them. Good, good stuff. And so. thanks to Kathy. Thanks to Jason and Don for and being Don, with us and yeah, talking yeah. about stuff that we can talk more about with probably more clarity uh, in the yep. months to come. 
Will That's do. right. Will we'll do. see everybody Thanks in tomorrow. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Bye.